The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood is right for you. Hollywood, where you can work your entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault is so common that you get to sign a waiver promising not to sue even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, bulimia, and or obesity, hallucinations, loss of integrity, complete loss of moral compass, bleeding from your fingernails after trying to claw your way to the top, as well as excessive chapping of the lips from kissing everyone's ass. If you have any of these side effects or begin to question your life choices, please contact your therapist because nobody in Hollywood gives a damn. Hollywood, shut up and take it. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. Bear decided he was going to read the intro today, and while it's supposed to sound like a pharmaceutical commercial, we didn't quite get there, but he does have a really nice deep voice. I, I will give him that. Welcome to the show. I'm Summer Helene, your host. We are on with my co-host, the hairiest bear who can't be in the cage because he's injured, Bear Fiorda. Hey, and welcome, guys. Thank you so much for letting me attempt to give your intro. I could not do it as fast as a pharmaceutical uh, warning label, so I decided to go with movie kind of commercial description. You have a nice deep voice. Let's just go with that. All right. Fair enough. So there's a lot going on in the world today. What is it? What's going on in the world today? People fighting, feuding, including it's okay. Let it go. Let it flow. I know that Kanye... (laughs) I know that Kanye and... uh, I was going to say Kimberly West, but that's not right. It I, is. Kim- she, her name is Kimberly. Is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm still going to refer to her as Kim Kardashian because that's what I've only ever known her as for the most part. But, but Kanye and Kim are still at it as always. This well, time. She's not really at it. It's just him. He's having this like feud by himself. Yeah. And he's dating this woman who's going out and telling everyone how special their relationship is. Except he's still writing online like, God, please put my family back together. So I don't she, know I if this she's girl knows delusional it. delusional or she's trying to run this thing out for as long as she can and get as much hype from it as possible. Hopefully both. You know, she's she's a single mom. She's got mm. a one-year-old child. Um, I really, really hope that, you know, she, she makes some good choices here. Well, if it gets her enough uh, publicity, enough fame, she can turn it in, make, it, make some money. Maybe she can even put out a book, Dark Secrets of Kanye West, that Kim won't talk about. Uh, I don't know. But I definitely. I'm sure she signed an NDA and can't. Oh, I think she'd have to, right? Especially at this stage in the in the uh, relationship and their publicity. You're ignoring me. I'm totally ignoring (laughs) you. And I was scratching. Thank you very much. Okay. I just I find the whole thing kind of sad. You know, it's it's one of those. It's always sad when a relationship doesn't work. Mm -hmm. But the way Kanye West is handling it is absolutely appalling. Like, going online, hey, I don't know what to do. This is my first divorce. Like, stop with the digs. 
stop with the drama. I appreciate that you're pumping the hype. Like, good for you, for your girlfriend, for Kim Kardashian. They're still all pumping Balenciaga. So so they're really pushing this. I'm like, good good for you. I'm glad you're getting your branding out there. But um, maybe, maybe knock off the public drama. I get it's good for her brand, but it's really not good for his. Well, here's the thing with how public this is. I don't know if it's just drama anymore. I think this is really happening to oh, these no, people. Oh, no, it's really happening to okay. these people. Yeah. But like, it is drama. Oh, you mean he's... It's just unnecessary he, drama. Does he think that creating enough problems for them publicly will get her to come back? I don't know what he's thinking. We're not talking about a very stable genius here. Well, not anymore, at least. He used to be a genius. I think he he's was, still he a was, genius. He was a kind of genius. I, I actually am not going to knock and say he's not a brilliant man. Mm -hmm. He's incredibly talented, but when you have mental illness that's so heavily unchecked, I think that that can cause an ongoing problem. Mm. I can't disagree with that. Uh, I do find it funny. I think there was a little dig that him and Eminem had years ago where he said, God sent me to earth. And they relayed that quote to Eminem and he said, I didn't send anybody. <laughs> I like that. I was like Eminem. He's so sharp. One of my favorite lines was from uh, Chris Rock. He was talking about all the rappers. He's like, this guy's feuding with this guy's feuding with this guy. Mm -hmm. He's like, but nobody's fighting with Eminem. He's like, when, when someone can talk that fast and rap that fast and come that fast off the cough, cuff, nobody's going to mess with you. He's like, I'm not going to mess with him. Too many things rhyme with rock. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, what's his name? Did try. Um, Except for Machine Gun, Gun Kelly. Kelly yeah. It, he, he gave it a swing and got pretty badly beaten. There was actually a belief for a hot minute that Machine Gun Kelly took a dig at Eminem's daughter. No, he hit says, on Eminem's daughter. Or in the song, I mean. After he made the attempt at her, knowing that she's He's only 17. He's a fucking pedophile. He really is. I'd like to remind My everyone, every time we use bad language on this show, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. My nonprofit. We swear because we care. Fuck yeah. I'm always going to try and raise money for that place no matter what. Every plug-in just say, shit, fuck. <laughs> I just want money. What is it? Bear sits here and plays the seven words you cannot say on radio and television? <laughs> I'm, oh, George Carlin would make so much money for the gym. I love, I love George Carlin. Well, actually, I think Sean Patrick Flannity holds the record for, he does. for it was swearing the most. Some odd times. It was seventy. It was like seventy-two times in in thirty minutes. It's he said the, he said the f word specifically. Especially to do it fluidly. Oh, very fluidly. He's fantastic. No, going back to the uh, pedophile here, Machine Gun Kelly. I don't know why he's not more publicly known for that because he's not hidden away. I love he talks it. about it on. Uh, the radio shows, is, interviews. I freaking love Megan Fox. Yeah. I really do. I think she got a very, very raw deal. I think because of how beautiful she was, she was very typecast, very pigeonholed, and treated very, very badly by some directors. I'm just saying. But, but cutting, she also has the unfortunate side effect of looking like she's, what, 16, 17? She looks young. Yeah, and, and she's in her 40s. And this is why Machine Gun Kelly picked on her, I think. And I think he picked also, on her because he wants 40s? to be famous. Yeah. You're kidding. No. I thought she didn't like... 30s, late 20s. Tops. No, Megan Fox is in her 40s. Wow. She is just Great a, skin. no pun intended, she is just a stone cold fox. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Get funny. it? Um, we need to add a sound bar. We can do some side effects yeah. on, the, on the buttons. I'm, I'm just saying, though, like, I, it's it's not even that. He he hit on Kylie Jenner, mm -hmm. not Kylie, uh, on uh, Kendall Jenner when she was underage. Yeah. He hit he on Eminem. He did a poor job at that, though. He just flat out said, I would F her. That's like his extent I, I, of what he said. When I she... understand that. But it comes down to it's when you don't have that people. moral line, mm -hmm. 
it's a problem. And obviously people have not told him no or knock your shit off too much. Ugh. And what I think is so gross about the situation, like I don't blame Eminem for being pissed off. And then, you know, he did it probably specifically towards Eminem's daughter because he wanted the PR. They did say, at least Eminem came out and said it was not about, it was not sexual interest or it wasn't interest in his daughter. It wasn't about his daughter when he made the comment, which I think personally was more of a cover-up than yeah. a reality. Yeah, I, I think the problem, the bigger problem here is we're allowing that kind of behavior. I love Eminem. I think he's fantastic. He's an excellent artist. I just don't think that he's handling things with people like he, he should have knocked uh, Machine Gun Kelly off. Like I get that he's climbing Machine Gun Kelly has done everything he can to get famous. And I respect that. He's worked with the Jackass guys. He's been a rapper. He's been a rocker. He's been, yeah, he's, you name he's it. He's really worked around. for the fame. He's remember, worked for the fame. I remember he actually did a collaboration with a uh, more, I don't want to call it metal, but more metal s band called Sleeping With Sirens some years ago. He was never one to just hand or cherry pick who he's going to collaborate with. Mm -hmm. um, I think wherever he saw there was more opportunity to boost his name or his following, he was going to do it. But why is it that some of the most progressive people in that regard, whether, yeah, I'll take every opportunity, let's go, let's build my name, also have these big, big, dark skeletons in the closet? I think everyone has skeletons in their closet. Most people, it just doesn't have to do with underage girls. I mean, unless you're like Charlie Chaplin. Well, his thing, if he, I guess I can get that. If he was a, if he was a closet you know, kleptomaniac or a closet coke sniffer, which is a lot of people in Hollywood anyway, so it's not Oi. a big deal. Um, it wouldn't be <laughs> Don't nearly, pick on my people! It wouldn't be nearly as bad. In fact, it would probably be like, you know, hashtag support MGK. Except now if we write that, we're all going to look like pedophiles. So I don't know what to do. Megan, Megan Kelly, uh, Megan Megan Kelly. Kelly is... I'm, now we'll talk about Megan Kelly. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is yeah. a serious problem. So is Megan Kelly, though, so I'm not wrong there. But... <laughs> I think what's so sad about the whole situation is he, he has worked for his fame. Mm -hmm. He deserves it. He's put the work in his work with the Jackass guys. He worked with Steve-O on mm -hmm. a stunt, um, which is always disappointing to me because I absolutely have the hearts for Johnny Knoxville. I do. I think Johnny Knox Knoxville is like is deeply who, sexy. Is he the one who had like all the veneers put in because he had gum disease? No, that was Steve-O. Uh, that, that Steve-O, uh, Steve okay. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville is the host. He's the one with the black glasses. He's, I, I find him deeply sexy. Okay. Don't be judgy. I am. <laughs> but Being attracted to any of the guys on the Jackass is just not I, I'm sorry. I find Johnny Knoxville deeply They've sexy. They've got such a short shelf life. Those guys are not making it out of their 60s. I'm just saying. Like, he actually, he's the, <laughs> Johnny Knoxville's the one that got hit in the crotch with the motorbike and then had, it was like, wore a catheter for three years. They're going to come back. They're, they're going to stop and then come back with, like, Jackass Elderly's Edition or Elderly Edition. They have a new Jackass coming out right now. I freaking, love them. I freaking love them. I freaking love them. It's one of my guilty pleasures. Someone's going to die on that. They have, I, that's they it. Have... I really want to see it too when it comes out. I absolutely want to see this Jackass movie. <laughs> um, now, I'm not the only one that finds Johnny Knoxville deeply sexy. I'm apparently, not saying you are. I'm just saying Apparently Jessica Simpson, who I think is fantastic, yeah. um, like hooked up. This is just a rumor, so don't quote me on this. The rumor is she, when her and Nick Lachey were breaking up, mm -hmm. she hooked up with him on the set of, um, whatchamacallit, the, uh, the movie she was doing, uh, the D Dukes of Hazzard, okay. where she was playing Daisy Duke. Yeah. Rumor has it she hooked up with him there. Rumor has it? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'm not nearly as famous as either of those two, and I'd love to be more famous, and if they call me out, that would help. So I'm going to say it absolutely happened. <laughs>
Johnny Knoxville um, not only slept with. I'm Lieutenant sure if you Jessica called Johnny Simpson, Knoxville, he'd shoot you out of a cannon. Okay, not not only did and he I'd have absolutely sex with hit on Simpson, him. He impregnated her. No, no, he didn't actually. Apparently, during the breakup, he was like her saving grace. Oh, good. Yeah, he was a really good dude because she'd just gone through the John Mayer thing. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, what was it? John Mayer called himself. Uh, he's called his penis a white supremacist, and then called. Um, Jessica Simpson's sexual napalm. So sexual I'm not, napalm. yeah, I'm, I'm okay, not. Johnny Knoxville was friend zoned by Jessica Simpson. No, no, no. Headlines. <laughs> no. And then they started, apparently she, he pulled her out of this real bad situation. So. That's good. That is John good. Mayer is always a bad situation. <laughs> like, there is nothing that's John Goodman. Yeah. John, John Mayer, John Goodman's funny. Oh yeah. An excellent actor, but John Mayer is always a bad situation. There is no situation that starts with, she hooked up with John Mayer and it went wonderfully. Like there, there is no sentence that who's, ends that who's way. Who's the guy who was like creating the herpes tree in Hollywood? Oh, that was Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Yeah, the Derek Jeter herpes tree. You can follow everyone that Derek Jeter gave herpes to, and all the people they gave herpes to too. And continue to give herpes yeah. to. Yeah, it's John Mayer's like that. Except I'm, he's dating bigger people, so nobody knows if he has herpes. But uh, I'd put money on it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It's terrible. I just, I find the whole situation a little heartbreaking. Personally. Yeah. All right, guys, we are going to go to break and we are going to stop talking about celebrities junk. When we come back, we are going to be on with Ellie Ringo, star of Ellie Knows Rocks, talking about her new film, talking about Frozen Gold, and talking about all things TikTok. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear that's not allowed in the cage because he's grounded due to injury, Bear Fjorda, and we'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. 
What's up, everybody? It is your buddy Bear here, and where my co-host would normally chime in with It's the host Summer Helene. She went off to the loo. But we have on right now our special guest, Ellie Ringo from Ellie Knows Rocks. Ellie, how are you doing today? I am doing great, Bear. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Ellie is a geologist who is very, very popular across social media right now, and she loves telling people about rocks. Now, before I continue to butcher any more of your background, Ellie, would you like to tell them a little more about yourself? Of course. Um, I've been a professional geologist for the past eight years. Um, I started Ellie Knows Rocks about two years ago, all across social media. And so I've had a blast teaching people about rocks and minerals. And on top of that, I'm a full-time actress and professional model. That is a hell of a workload. I have trouble just teaching people how to punch other people and then making five-minute clips about that. I don't know if I could withstand the work you're putting out right now. Well, you and I should get together sometime, and then you can teach me how to punch people. Not that I want to punch people, but I'd like to know how without, like, hurting myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, excellent. And then I can finally learn what the difference between the various rocks are. Uh, speaking of yeah. which, you have some of the craziest stones I've ever seen in my life plastered all over your social media. How, well, for one, where do you go to find these rocks? And then, of course, how do you know the certain areas where you're going to find them? If I wanted to find gold, what's the best place for that? Or if I wanted to find an amethyst, where should I go looking there? Sorry, I had to go to the bathroom, and then I sat on the microphone coming back. Welcome back. Thanks. Welcome back. I came back, knocked over the microphone, doing well. But yeah, Ellie, where would I go if I wanted to find these various rocks? Well, you know, that is an awesome question. If you want to find, like, certain types of minerals, you have to go to areas that are prone to those, and that takes a lot of research. It takes knowing where huge geologic events happened and which direction they trended. And I know those are kind of a lot of big words and stuff like that, but basically you want to go to bigger mountains that have been broken apart that look like they have something really interesting going on in a bunch of colors, and you want to look there for specific minerals. And then for gold, depending on if you want, like, hard rock or placer mining, either or is one of my specialties for hunting for gold. But placer mining is something that's huge in California and Nevada and Arizona, and they're just basically these giant alluvial fans that have a creek running through it. So almost anywhere, if you want to, like, stop and look for gold, look for something that's got some big rocks, really heavily iron-stained, and that has water flowing through it. Put a pan in a creek and get a bunch of rocks in it, pan it out and see if you have something. That is the quickest way to test if you have color, easiest way to start finding gold anyways. No. I like that. Now, you got in trouble on TikTok for bringing in some stuff that you panned. They thought you were a drug dealer. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so this was an actual the... awesome story. <laughs> so uh, a friend of mine called me out. I'm their uh, geologist for their mining claim. And they said they had this really unique metal that they'd never seen before, and they needed me to come out and identify it. Well, we did a bunch of various tests to it to weed out some minerals and then hopefully identify some others. And basically all of them were leading us towards a bunch of minerals combined. And I was like, there's no way this, this is a thing. And to boot, the mineral fluoresced under black light. Metals don't usually fluoresce under black light. So I was kind of freaking out. So I was going to take it to go get it tested. And, oh, yes, on TikTok, I showed the bottle that I'd collected the metal in. And my video got taken down, and I had to appeal it. But it got taken down at, like, 48,000 views. So I was like, really? You guys are taking this down? And what I thought they were taking it down for is there's a 
an XRF analyzer that can tell you what metals are, and they're really expensive. They're about $25,000 for this particular analyzing gun. And I showed a picture of that, and I was like, oh, they must think it's a gun. Never did I think that they thought that I was a drug dealer until I was like, oh, yeah, I'm holding a vial that has, like, weirdness in it. Maybe they think that I'm going to do something with it. But, oh, my gosh, that's a little on the extreme side. It, they it was mentioning kilos and pounds and grams. It was actually your measurements yeah. that got you in trouble. And Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And I was measuring it and, and saying what price for each measurement, too. So altogether, yeah, I could see where... All right, you sound you know, kind of sus I'm when you're bringing up prices for you. grams. <laughs> yeah. That sounds weird. Yeah. That sounds... Sure. What is that's it? like TikTok language for, hey, come buy from me. What is me. it? Actress, model, internationally renowned geologist, TikTok star, and drug, drug dealer? dealer. <laughs> that's a great YouTube... You know? uh, that That's a YouTube thumbnail right there. Yeah. Just get a picture of Ellie holding the vial and write that across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> You got to do that on your YouTube. Oh, now you have to. You got to make a video about it. Yeah. You know, I also. I will. Speaking of values for rocks and stones and minerals, when I see people pull out gold, I get super excited thinking they just struck big. These guys are now rich. And even if it's the tiniest speck on your thumbnail, I think you've, you're sitting on boatloads of money. How do you. What, what is the actual value of gold I could expect to find in one of these maybe panhandling adventures? Panhandling is asking for change, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah you're right. I don't know what the term is. <laughs> Panning. Panning and all these panning adventures. You, you you were trying. I appreciate that effort. <laughs> I <laughs> told her off already. Like... I have vast ignorance of the of the uh, of the science, so it's cool. Oh, dude, I appreciate anybody that tries, even if they're wrong. That's awesome. So yeah. panning for gold, you so we break it down per ounce, and an ounce of gold is uh, eighteen hundred an ounce, and so it's. It's not a lot, but it's a ton. You know what I mean? But it's yeah. really hard to add up to an ounce. Now, what people were looking at on my TikTok video of this pan full of gold was about an ounce and a half plus another ounce plus of the uh, the mystery metal that we found. And so, I mean, you can it adds up really quickly if you do it, but it does take a really long time. So if you're looking at like a speck on your thumbnail, you're like, oh, that's cute. And it actually has more value as being that natural spec than it does if you melt it down and put it into jewelry because people really like natural gold and maybe it has like specimens in it, like the host rock that it came from, something like that. So you always want to keep it as natural as possible. Shit, I've ruined all my gold. You just want to smelt. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've yeah. ruined, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, you're saying $1,800 an ounce. I'm like, hey, I got, you know, I got a lot of jewelry. Like that, that could be great. You're like, no, it's not as valuable if it's put into jewelry. I'm like, well, screw that then. It's the only time I like gold is when I can wear it. So do you well, keep you that? Yeah, sorry about that. Do you get, is that your money or is that the person's money who you were collecting for? So... When I go out to various claims, they hire me, you know, at a specific price. Hey, you know, come come look at it. And then after that, you know, sometimes I make friends with these people, which is awesome, and they allow me to come back and do my own mining on their claims, which I get to go out and have some fun. Whatever I find, I get to keep. And, you know, we get to have a chat and make a day of it. And, you know, you, you gain more contacts that way. You gain you know, a respect that you're going to help those people out. And I love doing that because a lot of them are old timers. I mean, you know, these people have summer teeth. They have some there, some are missing, you know, that kind of thing. And they're just the most sweetest, generous people, but they want to know what they have on their property. And 
and a lot of them are used to like really old time habits. They don't know exactly how to identify anything new, and so that's where I come in. And usually we we chat and have a good time, and I tell them about their claim and lead them around, and they say, "Where's my next big place?" And so this was the one of those where I had told the the claim owner, "Dig here, it's going to be awesome," and he did. And now he's shaking his finger at me because not only does he have a lot of gold, he's got this metal that could be worth quite a bunch. So it's pretty cool. I I want to be up to. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an extra good eye on your. On your video, I don't know if you know this. I get sent, uh, I think, your videos in the evening time automatically through TikTok. So I've been watching, keeping track of like your various adventures, and I want to keep updated on this new metal that you found. <laughs> so please, definitely do continue to post and keep uh, me personally, but all your fans too, I guess, about this new new find. You bet. I, I love. He's he's one of your fans. Yeah. So, what is? I have you it. ever found, have you ever found a meteorite? That's one of the questions we got asked online. I have. I've found a stony meteorite, um, two of them actually, out here in Baghdad. Uh, what I really want to do, though, is go up north in Arizona, where apparently you can find quite a bunch of them. But I would love to get it cut open because if you've never seen the inside of a meteorite, they're amazing. So everybody should Google that. What does the inside of a meteorite look like? And there are these beautiful just striated stripes and lines that all interconnect, and it's, it's the coolest metal. It's really awesome. So, it, so meteorites are, uh, in a sense, what we consider metal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're a bunch of different minerals together, be it you know iron, nickel, zinc, really rare earth minerals um, like rhodium and palladium and that kind of thing, and they're all intermixed. And that's why a lot of people were thinking that this mystery mineral could have been part of a meteorite. But I've never seen anything like that that. Uh, would weather down plus there was no iron in this one so uh, it, it kind of weeds it out Sorry. here's the question um mm -hmm. and this is one that was asked online is it possible with all of your digging that you're going to catch a long dead virus i'm sorry it was asked repeatedly oh no that's okay um a long dead virus well arizona is known for valley fever it's like uh it shows up as tuberculosis in your lungs. If you go get your lungs x-rayed, if people get it and they don't know that they can't treat it, that kind of thing, uh, it is treatable. Um, if I'm out and about like doing things repeatedly, I'll wear a mask just because I don't want silicosis and I don't really like to breathe in the dust. But I guess it's fairly possible that digging up something, you could totally catch something if it had that kind of a life in the ground. Most likely it would have died off, though. Have you ever found a fossil? I have. I have found dinosaur poop. Um, I have found a, actually the coolest fossil that I did find was a knee joint of some ancient camel uh, in, that was there at the time during the dinosaurs, but they related it to a camel. I don't know the statistics of it or, or exactly what it was, but that's what the professor I was with on a geology class saying, oh yeah, that's part of some old camel that you know, used to roam with the dinosaurs in Nevada. I was like, hey, cool. And he just knew what it was off the top of his head. So and people weren't around neat, but during dinosaurs, but they had camels. I'm, I'm really stuck on the dinosaur poop. We're going to go to break, and when we come back, we're going to be talking some more about dinosaur poop. Uh, I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, the baddest bear that can't get in the cage right now because he's injured, Bear Fjorda, and our very, very special guest, Ellie Ringo of Ellie Knows Rocks. Make sure to her follow her, and we'll be right back after these messages.
stimulating talk. It gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Follow the Voice America Variety Channel on Twitter. Our hosts always have something to say, and we know that you do too. We tweet on today's hot topics, and you're welcome to follow us. Speak up and join in at Voice AM Variety. That's at Voice AM Variety. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, Bear Fiorda, and our very, very special guest, Ellie Ringo from Ellie Knows Rocks. We are talking about all things geology, all things acting. Uh, Ellie, I know we were talking about dinosaur poop, all things dinosaur poop, apparently, right before we went <laughs> to break. Um, that hit pretty good on Twitter. How do you know it's dinosaur poop? I told you, I can always uh, tell no, what's going to I... be and what's going to be the conversation. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Well, there to say you just know is a very poor answer, but honestly, you just know. Um, there are certain characteristics that it has, a certain look. Plus, I also took it to a paleontologist to make sure that what I was looking at was dinosaur poop. Um, First they characteristic, also call it like it's fucking and huge. Stuff like that. It's, it's, well, how big is this dinosaur poop? Um, well, one of them is pretty tiny. It can fit in the palm of my hand. And then the other one is about the size, roughly, of half a grapefruit-ish. So half a grapefruit. two different sizes. You just yeah. never know. <laughs> That's fair. For some reason, in my mind, it was a bowling ball size. So I, maybe I'm just over, uh, I'm over-hyping the size of dinosaur poop. Don't be too excited, folks. Oh, no, no, you're not actually. Like, there are some that were there that were that you couldn't pick up. Um, wow. Like, that you could not take with you. There would have been no way. And so I took some that I knew I could carry out in my backpack because I already had rocks in there. So sometimes you do have to pick and choose when you're out and about because you might want everything, but you could only take what you can carry. So you have to keep that in mind. 
I imagine you get over encumbered pretty quick. If it was a 55 pounds worth of rocks. No idea. Backpack. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your largest takeaway from one of these adventures or one of these outings? Oh, geez. Uh, probably the piece of petrified wood that I found. I actually tripped over it when I went on a nature hike. Um, I always find things when I go to pee. I don't know why. Either I have literally peed on them or I have tripped <laughs> over them so quickly because I'm trying to get my pants off and I can't do it quick enough. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to take that home after I'm finished. And so I come dragging back to the, the car. Um, it was an 80-pound piece of petrified wood, and I was not going to leave it there. So literally I was just dragging it through the mud. And it's the coolest thing because it's rainbow-colored, and it's got you can see the bark on it. You can see the tree rings in it. It's amazing. And so that's been my biggest find. No, I think that's awesome. I, I guess your luck is all dependent upon your bathroom requirements. But, hey, you know what? Whatever helps you find these amazing things. Hey, that's right. I have the bladder of a nutshell, so I have to use the bathroom quite often. So it works out really well. <laughs> <laughs> now her blood is going to trend. I, I'm telling you, I can a always get things out. <laughs> so, You're going to get special requests and DMs on Instagram and Snapchat. Yeah, how, how big is your blood? Hey, you come to my house and peace on something in my yard. I need, I need some money. Now, he, yeah. He's, so, so basically what I'm getting from this conversation is you have magic urine. That's right. Yep, that's that's perfect. That that is exactly how Ellie wants this conversation going. <laughs> yep, <laughs> I can see it now. What is the most surprising thing you've ever found? Hmm. Oh my gosh! Well, I have things in my collection that I have never been able to identify, but I keep them because they're amazing. And I would say that those are the things that I find the most fascinating is when I find something that it blows my mind and I take it anyways. And if I can't identify it and no one else can identify it either, uh, that's, a, it's so exciting to me that I have something that might be super rare or it might be just totally common and it's just in a different crystal form. So I, I think those types of things. Here, here's a fun one that might be a little bit difficult for you. Your home abode, your your house, your mansion, wherever you happen to live where you keep all this fantastic uh, collection is now on fire. And you can only take three items out of it. Of your collection, what would you have to pick? Oh, my gosh. Well, after my cat, because she would be the very first thing, I would make sure to toss out the door so that she can run away. Um I'll keep it fair. Only of oh, the collection. You, you can take like your cat and your and your cat's food or dog food, whichever. But just of your collection, only those three. Oh, my gosh. Well, I have a very, very specific piece of terminated quartz crystal oh, that gosh. has beautiful uh, black coating of calcite on it. And I would grab that. And I might actually grab one of my Lego castles because I'm super into them. And then I would grab my rubies. Grab the rubies. You heard it here first, folks. Those are three favorite items in the collection. Has to be at that point. We should oh, we should have done a question giveaway about that, shouldn't we, have summer? Oh yeah. That yeah. that would have worked. Well, hey, you know, if you do, you, uh, do we have giveaways lined up for this time around? We do. So if we you guys have. Want to, go ahead, go yeah, ahead. we have rides at off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California. We have floats at True Rest, Sedona, and Las Vegas. One of the uh, bigger ones we have, I know you have going on yours, 
is a personal one you have going, which is a free trip to California, but they got to follow your TikTok to figure that one out. Yeah. But for today, I'm going to let Ellie ask a question about any of her videos, and we're going to give away an ATV ride or a float. Oh, oh well, I hmm, I want people to go over to my YouTube channel and to tell me what it was that I found the most fascinating when in my second to last video where I went to the abandoned fishing village. So go and tell me what I found the most fascinating. I like that. Excellent. What is the oddest thing you found? Um, on now for anyone that doesn't know, Ellie was on a show named frozen gold. They essentially made her a one fanged monster, which was pretty interesting. Uh, that's hyperbole. Check out the show though. Um, <laughs> what was the most interesting thing you found about doing reality television? Uh, the complete lack of creative control. Um, the, the thing I found, I guess, most interesting to me rewatching it was how they used my facial expressions to react to somebody's words when that was not how I reacted, but they used it because it, it, it helped them make me this horrible villain. And I'm like, man, I know that I did not react to that because that was just flat rude. And I knew that I wouldn't have that type of facial expression because I know myself. And I'm, I was kind of blown away with how many different facial expressions they used of mine or they would reuse my facial expressions during the same conversation when the facial expression was about something else. I just found it comical, but kind of disheartening at the same time. Yeah, I guess it's just what it is. We have been, uh, we've been rewatching like ink master seasons for summer's work recently. And I, every time I see a side glance or a smirk or a face on somebody, I immediately think of your situation now. And I think it's called creative it, editing. Do they gen, are they genuinely cross or cringing at this person right no. now? Or did they just cut in that? The, face the only convenient. people that escape it are kind of the favorites. So like everyone knows, like Ellie's actually a friend of mine. I'm very, very biased towards her. Um, I know Bear has a reality show coming up. We're looking at having Ellie on it. And I know that if they cut Ellie badly, I would have my foot so far up their ass, it's not funny. But if they did it to someone else, I'd be like, yeah, that's good editing. Yeah, we need to so, I mean, like, like, Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I get it. Like, I do it. I, I have my people do it. I completely get the creative editing. I think the people that escape it really just comes down to preference. I mean, I hate to say it like yeah. that. But, like, no, nobody I know would do that to Ellie because I'd kill them. But on the flip side, if they did it to someone else or just, you know, someone you're training with or something like that, I'd be like, oh, that's good, yeah. Yeah, make him look meaner. <laughs> exactly. I totally agree. They needed something somewhere, and for some reason they picked me. And regardless of what it is, I'm the most popular person on that show. Oh, And yeah. I know because of the amount of shit Ola that I get for comments and whatnot. They don't comment about anybody else all over the Weather Channel. It's only about me. And if they hate me, good, because they're just going to go back and they're going to continue watch me because they're waiting for me to fail or do something stupid. But I guarantee it, people, you're not going to see that happen. But I love it that they keep going back to watch me do whatever it is. But then I get the most adorable people who are like, you are the coolest person. We see right through these lazy people. You're awesome. And these are people that I don't even know. And it, it feels so good to have those, but those are so far less than the people that are like, 
oh, you're just an egotistical bitch monster. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm glad you're watching. <laughs> Thank you for watching. What is it? Watch my YouTube, even if you hate me. <laughs> like, the algorithm doesn't know the oh, difference. they do. They get on there and they comment on my videos too. And I was like, man, don't you realize this? This is fabulous for me. So thank you. <laughs> the worst, the worst of it though, I think is when it comes down to it, it's because the people that hate you have such a, a visceral response that they will comment. But the people that like you are like so few and far between. Yeah. Not the, the exactly. not the number of they people. No. Comment. No, exactly. The people that like you, the ones that comment are so few and far between. I don't oh, mean yeah. very few people like Ellie. Lots of people like Ellie. I mean, I, I knew mean, what you meant. <laughs> thank you. I think also as influencer or like as a media person being. She's an influencer. Okay. Too, yeah. No, I'm just, I, you said not to use that word in the past. I don't want to trigger anybody. Yeah. Influen but, um, influencer can have a negative connotation, but when you're talking about it realistically, Ellie has that following. She yeah. is an influencer. So let's, let's say from, influ yeah. from an influencer perspective, Someone wrote me a message today on my Instagram saying, uh, your content is amazing. Thank you so much. I don't even like MMA. I just like watching what you do. And I realized the power that we have because that's a very that's a very nice thing, but a very disturbing thing to hear. Like, well, God, what else can I convince these people to enjoy? Uh, hopefully any products yeah, exactly. I to sell them. <laughs> yeah, hopefully products I sell. Yeah, I get the same much. thing. People are like, I haven't liked rocks. I don't know anything about them, but you make them so entertaining. So I keep coming back to watch you talk about things that I could care less about. And I'm like, oh, this is a weird backhanded comment, but that's awesome. Well, and it's also because they're like still there to watch something because it's entertaining. It's something new, whatever it is. And we do have quite a huge power and it's kind of scary sometimes. I think if it's not used poorly, I don't mind seeing influencers like you or like Bea or Sam, who's more than an influencer. He's also a UFC yeah. star, but I don't mind mm -hmm. seeing that. It's when you see people like Jake Paul that I have a serious problem with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. The douchery runs deep. Yep. You know, on a more, on a brighter topic, again, slightly stepping back from the douchebaggery of Jake Paul himself. Uh, if you He's had, a rapist, by the way, just FYI. Just put that out there. Yeah, always trying to promote that one. Uh, if you had to pick... Would you prefer to have the creative ability uh, running your own platforms or do you like or would you prefer to be on one of these much larger shows, but again, you are now at the mercy of however they want to portray you? Yes. Oh, that's so tough. I think, well, I, since what I want to gain requires me being on a bigger show with a bigger audience, I would prefer that until I get to a level where I get to have that creative control. But it takes paying your dues and takes eating a lot of shit for you to get to that place. And I'm prepared to do that. So me being on a bigger show where I don't have the creative control, I'll just watch my facial expressions a little bit better and maybe <laughs> not say the comment that I really wanted to say and, and call it good because this was a wonderful learning experience. Do you think you could embrace being the, the bad girl if they kept trying to put you in that light? Would Ellie just become now like the badass of, of geology and rock science? She's already well, the badass. I'll tell you what, if they would have told me they were going to make me the villain, oh, man, I would have played into that all day long. But they didn't <laughs> tell me. So that's kind of the, the real shit into the stick going, okay, so you make me the villain when I was literally defending myself from being bullied. Okay, that's fun. Apparently, maybe that's what you promote. But for me, 
if they would have said, hey, we're going to make you the bad guy, I'm going to go, oh, grand. Because I denied a role like that a really long time ago. I applied to be on the very popular show at the time, America's Next Top Model. I don't know if that's a buzzword or if I can't say it, but I got in. But they said, we're making you the villain. We're making you this bad girl person, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm out. I'm not... I'm not doing that. I don't have the stomach for it. And I wasn't ready for anything like that. I was just me, and I was too innocent at the time. Dude, if they were to say, if anybody was to say that now, fine. Uh, You know, there's no such thing as, like, you know, bad publicity or whatever they say. But people are still watching you to watch you fail or watch you whatever. It means they're still watching regardless if they like you or not. So you still have those views. You still have a fan base, uh, good and bad. So it. I guess it is what it is, and at the moment, I've grown a skin where, man, I don't care. But there are those times where I'm like, Jesus sucks, and it feels like a dagger in my heart, and I kind of just have to breathe and step away and throw my hands up, throw a mental temper tantrum all to myself. No one witnesses this, believe me. (laughs) And then I'm over it, and I'm fine. (laughs) Well, is it hard? Now, one, one of the bigger drawbacks, especially as a scientist, is you look like a Barbie. I mean, you're gorgeous. Um, You're like a redheaded Barbie. Do you think that plays into them wanting to make you the bad girl? Yep. I think that, well, from day one, uh, when I was talking to people, they're like, oh, you don't belong here. And before any cameras got on us, before anything, they're like, so are you just here to be eye candy? And I went, I'm a professional geologist, and I'm, I'm here to do my job as a geologist. And, like, you know, that was, that was for out of the five people's opinion that I was working with. So I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting. I love it. I mean, I've worked very hard to look the way that I do to keep myself in shape. And yes, I love dyeing my hair. You know, what? a super funny thing. I get comments. I can't even tell you how many of people wanting to know how I kept my hair red while I was in Greenland because they knew I wasn't going to a salon. <laughs> I thought it was they great. Don't, they don't Besides know how, point, but I thought it was super funny. Okay, well, let's entertain that. How did you? Were you doing it self? Did you have one? Did you have one of the people who hated she you? She wasn't dye your gone hair? for like five years, dude. No, I just say it's been a few weeks. Why not? How often do you think women well, dye their I, hair? I, That's a good question. I was gone, uh, you know, three months. I have premature gray hair because I had Graves' disease when I was younger. So I started getting gray hair uh, in my early twenties. And so I've dyed it ever since, but I don't like that to show. It's ugly. If I would have gone like pure white and silver, I would have embraced it and rocked it. But no, mine's like a shitty, like here's every other hair that looks like crap. So I just took the dye with me and and did it when I needed to while I was there. Nice. What is Graves' disease? Oh, Graves' disease is an extreme form of hyperthyroidism. So I didn't know I had it, but I had a thyroid storm and I was hospitalized and then they did a bunch of tests and they're like, oh, you have Graves' disease. We're so sorry. I'm like, cool. How do I fix it? They're like, oh, you don't. We have to remove your thyroid and we have to do all this stuff. And I was like, well, I'm going to find an alternative to this. And I did. And I actually cured my Graves' disease uh, drinking a lot of herbal tea with a specific mixture of herbs that taste like garbage. And then of three very, very specific tinctures, and I took them every day for two years, and it went away. I amazed my doctor when he found out that what I was doing, and he took blood test after blood test, and they kept getting better and better. So he says it was a miracle, and I was like, well, I was just 
did my research, basically, and I wasn't going to not have a thyroid and have to take a pill for the rest of my life. So you still kept your thyroid then? Mm, that's amazing. Yeah, I'm on yeah. thyroid medication. I have it, I have it looks great. They, you know, with the little ultrasound thingy, it's not, like, shitty or pitted or anything like that, and I didn't get Hashimoto's from it. it I stayed pretty healthy, so... It's incredible what the body can do like that. It, well, I think it's an incredible yeah. thing to come. You're talking about a very, very serious disease with a very, very serious um, gland. And, you know, after all of that, you've been through so much in your personal life and in your professional life. We've, we've only got about mm -hmm. 10 minutes left, but I'm going to ask, how did you end up where you are now? You have a growing fan base. You've been on international shows. You, you really are incredible. With, with where you've gotten and where you came from. How did you end up here? I, I would say at a young age, I knew that I was not meant for small audiences. And my mom said that I've always been a very odd child and uh, I needed some, some type of a bigger fan base. And so there were, you know, life happens. And so you go ups and downs and you try to reach for your goals and then Again, life happens, and so you have to go through these stages, but it all made me a very, very strong, tough person, and I would have to say one of my biggest fueling, you know, things to kickstart me to go again very strongly, especially into acting, was uh, when I met you, Summer, and you're like, oh, this and this, you should come be this person at my, at, uh, so that we can talk at Comic-Con and whatnot, and I was like, you know what, I remember how much I love this. I have these small things going for me right now. Let me just take this next big push. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, I have given it my all. And slowly things started just changing. And so I very much believe in self-manifestation. And I told myself, just keep pushing. I agree yourself, there. Keep going. So that's exactly what I did. And it's put me here. And I'm loving every minute of it. I mean, I'd say, you know, a bad day on set way better than a bad day at work and I would rather be doing what I love to do than you know facing some boss that I couldn't stand and I just absolutely hated so I grew my social media slowly you know with the a very very strong guidance from yourself and uh you know some of my peers and been consistent and taken the shit with the good and gotten kicked in the teeth more than once and just sit there and let people know that you can kick me and you can put me down, but I'm not going anywhere. And I think that more and more people are starting to see that. So I'm getting more roles in movies and I'm getting more, you know, things on TV, which I absolutely love. I want it to go faster though. I want it to progress more. <laughs> well, Ellie, so, you're absolutely I'm... welcome to all the social media help and you're welcome to come back to me anytime you oh, want. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Um, the, the, the question I would ask you is with those failures and when you do crash and burn, how do you get the strength to get up again and put one foot back in front of the other? Oh, I cry and eat some macaroni and cheese and watch a movie, call it good, and then just drag my ass off the couch, go for a run, and then by the next day I'm pretty good to go. And I just tell myself if I don't get up and go, if I don't move my butt to go do something, no one else is going to do it for me. If I don't get my name out there, nobody's going to see it. So God, you, you have to take all of your downs and you have to try to put them towards something. And, and so, you know, you just go through being really sad for a moment, but you have to allow yourself to feel that emotion of being sad to get better. 
Absolutely agree. Sorry for almost cutting you off. It's kind of hard to gauge when you can't look at the person's face, but I was just going to say, damn, you eat mac and cheese and then go for a run. You've got to have an iron colon or stomach, I swear to God. You're lactose intolerant, you (laughs) fool. I'm just saying. You can't eat macaroni and cheese at all. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I get get that, but I'm just saying it's a heavy food. I usually go the next day and go for a run. No, I was thinking I was thinking you just cram a box of mac and cheese like you're carb loading and then just book it out the door like right then and there. You're in your sweat suit you're in your sweatsuit or whatever, you're in your joggers and just take have, off. Have you been hit in the head? No, I was amazed at first summer. <laughs> I... God damn it's it. It's usually two boxes of macaroni and cheese, FYI. Oh, excellent. Okay. Excellent. As long as long as you're coping in a healthy way. <laughs> You know, with the last few minutes, and since we're already on the topic, I'm personally curious. What would you say has been your biggest setback, and how did you overcome that? Wow. Um, I think my biggest setbacks were being bad relationships that told me what a horrible-ass person I was and that I could never amount to anything, and I had to live in that state of mind for quite a while. And being able to get over those, being able to, you know, get over possibly hurting yourself because you were in a shit relationship and know that you went through that and you can look back on it and go, wow, how pathetic was I then? And how much have I grown now? You know, those have been my biggest setbacks, but some of my biggest learning moments to just really show me exactly how strong I am, you know, taking it in the teeth year after year from a boss that I just wish I could have told him where to stick it. And never, ever doing that was a a cakewalk in comparison to being with somebody who you thought cared about you and then would just run you into the dirt. Like low-key, right? Kind of controlling-ish. But it made you believe it, and it made you stay in that state of mind. There's nothing worse than that. It's god-awful. But I got out of it. I moved on, and I'm not doing that ever again. Well, I'm I'm amazed you got out of that. So many people get stuck and can't get off that floor. So I'm really proud of you. And I'm loving watching your star rise. I really am. We have about Thank two you. minutes left of the show. Tell everyone where to find you, where to follow you. All right, lovelies. Please go look up my YouTube channel, at Ellie Knows Rocks, and my TikTok, which is also at Ellie Knows Rocks. I am at Ellie Knows Rocks across every form of social media. <laughs> <laughs> so you can if do you that like to follow my acting stuff it's at ellie ringo and so like go check it out you know give me a follow say hi and i would love to interact with you guys of course you can always follow this show and i know you've been writing me on twitter so you know where it is at tune in bts thank you of course to my co-host bear fiorda and thank you very very much to our very special guest i gotta tell you our guest for today dropped out and ellie jumped in and saved our ass thank you ellie <laughs> You guys want it back anyway. We just got her a little earlier than expected. And yeah, I'm always happy with that. One of our favorite guests. So oh, always. always. Welcome. Yeah. Guys, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Make sure to follow Ellie Knows Rocks. I'm Summer Helene. This was Behind the Scenes. We'll see you next week. Good night. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding.